There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Tuesday, July 6th, 2021. On this day in 2016, 32-year-old Philando Castile was shot and killed by police officer Geronimo Yanez during a traffic stop. Two other people were in the car with Castile as he died, his girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, and her four-year-old daughter. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of police violence and racism that some people may find offensive. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the unnecessary death of Philando Castile. Castile's tragic final moments were witnessed by millions through Facebook Live as Diamond Reynolds started recording her boyfriend seconds after he was shot. Let's go back to Minneapolis on July 6, 2016. That afternoon passed like any other. Philando Castile got a haircut, then called his sister Alze to ask if she wanted to have dinner together. The two chatted over Taco Bell takeout, alternating between light conversation and more serious subject matter. In particular, the two siblings talked about Alton Sterling, a 37-year-old black man who had been killed by Baton Rouge police the day before. A video of the incident had just been released. In it, two white officers pinned Sterling to the ground, immobilizing him. One of the officers yelled, he's got a gun, despite the fact that Sterling didn't appear to be moving. In response, one of the men shot and killed Sterling. Philando Castile asked his sister if she had seen the video, but she said no. She didn't want to watch another black person killed by the police. The conversation moved to other subjects. After they finished eating, Castile left his sister at her house. He drove back to his apartment to pick up his girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, and her four-year-old daughter. The trio went to the grocery store, then started their journey home. But Philando Castile never made it back. Shortly after nine that night, Castile was driving his Oldsmobile through Falcon Heights, a majority white suburb of Minneapolis. Suddenly, he saw flashing lights behind him. Castile pulled over, gently stopping on the side of Larpenter Avenue. For a moment, the two cars idled there in silence. Then, Officer Geronimo Yanez stepped out and walked up to the driver's side window of the Oldsmobile. At first, the conversation was polite enough. Officer Yanez leaned over the open window and explained to Castile that his brake lights were out. A second officer stepped out of the cruiser and slowly started walking toward the vehicle as well, keeping his distance. 
Officer Yanez asked Castile for his license and registration, and Castile handed over both items. Castile then mentioned to the officer that he carried a firearm and that he had a license for it with him in the car. Suddenly, Officer Yanez's demeanor changed. Dashcam footage later showed this moment where a traffic stop turned into something unspeakable. In a raised voice, Yanez shouted, Don't pull it out, referring to the gun. Castile responded in a polite tone, assuring Yanez he wasn't reaching for the weapon. But Yanez interrupted him. He shouted, demanding for Castile not to reach for his gun. Castile remained calm, insisting he wasn't going to pull the weapon out. Yanez drowned him out with one last scream. Before Philando Castile could respond, Yanez pulled the trigger. Officer Yanez shot seven times into the Oldsmobile at point-blank range, hitting Castile with at least four bullets. The policeman continued screaming into the car as he trained his gun on the interior of the vehicle. All that time, Castile's girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, remained quiet in the passenger seat. When the shooting began, she pulled out her phone and turned on Facebook Live. She recorded herself as she spoke to the disembodied voice of Officer Yanez. From her perspective, all she could see was his gun, still fixed on her from the open driver's side window. Next to her, slumped to one side, sat Philando Castile, his t-shirt soaked in blood. Coming up, we'll look at the impact Philando Castile's death had on the ongoing debate about police treatment of black Americans. The CIA. They're the first line of defense for the United States, analyzing intelligence to thwart any possible threats and keep us safe. Some of their involvements are made public, and others aren't. Hi, it's Carter from Parcast. And in honor of America's birthday, we're uncovering the cases you were never supposed to know about in the new series, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. From international assassination plots and mind control experiments to catastrophic cover-ups and secret societies fit for film, sift through the agency's most questioned and controversial affairs. Each week, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition exposes the covert operations intended to protect us from conflicts, but end up creating conspiracies. Where does the truth lie? Where do the lies end? And how much do we really want to know? Follow the new Spotify original from Parcast, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. Listen every Thursday, free and only on Spotify. Now, back to the story. On July 6, 2016, Philando Castile was shot and killed by St. Anthony police officer Geronimo Yanez during a routine traffic stop. Castile's girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, documented her boyfriend's final moments over Facebook Live. The video was watched by over 2 million people in less than 24 hours. In that time, the news of Castile's death spread across the country through the internet. 
Diamond Reynolds displayed the real-life aftermath of the incident with horrific clarity, which made Castile's death profoundly visceral. The moment was all too familiar for many people, especially those still grieving the loss of Alton Sterling. The dual videos of Philando Castile and Alton Sterling's deaths reignited simmering anger about the way police treat black citizens in the United States. Within hours of Philando Castile's death, over 200 people gathered in Minneapolis to protest police brutality. Many saw the incident as another in a long line of examples of racist violence perpetrated against black people. Crowds gathered outside of the Minnesota governor's mansion, holding signs that said Black Lives Matter and Stop Police Brutality. Beyond the state of Minnesota, thousands marched across the country demanding accountability. Officer Geronimo Yanez was fired from the St. Anthony Police Department and was officially charged with second-degree manslaughter and endangering safety for shooting his gun at the scene. A court date was set for May 30, 2017 to begin the trial that would seal Officer Yanez's fate. While thousands of people anxiously awaited the trial, Philando Castile's friends and family held a somber funeral service for him. The pallbearers, including Castile's best friends, dressed in white to match the suit he was buried in. One of Castile's closest friends, Greg Crockett, later told the BBC that he wanted to be angry that day. But Castile's mother, Valerie, told him to keep the peace. She wanted to let the criminal justice system do its work. But by the time the trial rolled around, not everyone was so optimistic. In 2016, over 1,000 people were killed by police. The number was more than twice the figure that the FBI listed under justifiable homicides, such as in cases of hostile confrontations. That year, black people were two times more likely to be killed by a police officer than white people. Philando Castile's case was sadly one of many. His family still hoped that justice would be served, but no one could be sure it would be. The proceedings marked the first time in Minnesota history that an officer was charged with an on-duty fatal shooting. Historically, police who go to trial are rarely sentenced, but after months of protests and demands for major change in policing, all eyes were on the Minneapolis courthouse in the spring of 2017. There was hope that this time, things would be different. But they weren't. On June 16, 2017, Geronimo Yanez was acquitted of all charges against him. The result came after the jury, which only had two black members, deliberated for five days under tense anticipation from the outside world. That night, protests erupted again in Minneapolis and across the country. For many, including Philando Castile's family, the verdict was not justice. If anything, it was just another way of showing black people that their safety didn't matter. The system would not protect them. Philando Castile's family and friends had a long road of grieving. 
Valerie Castile eventually received a $3 million settlement from the state of Minnesota, though, of course, no amount of money could bring her son back. She also established the Philando Castile Foundation, an organization meant to help those who have been affected by gun violence. In the years that followed, there was no shortage of similar cases across the country. Countless more black lives have been lost at the hands of police. Philando Castile was killed only 15 minutes away from the spot where, three years later, Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd. Just like before, Floyd's death sparked an international debate about policing and racial violence. The fight continues today. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Georgia Hampton, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Carter from Parcast. Every Thursday on Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition, we're uncovering secrets hidden deep within the archives of the Central Intelligence Agency to bring you a special collection of episodes from shows across our network. Follow the new Spotify original from Parcast, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. Listen free only on Spotify. Spotify.